0: Welcome to Make It Plain from Make Plain Jesus
1: Ministries, featuring Pastor James Bryan, where we take biblical truths in everyday situations and break them down to be as plain as possible.
0: So stay tuned and enjoy the broadcast. But you hear the conversations, how they view themselves or speak about themselves. And I I listen at times like, wow, they're really stepping hard on themselves. They don't even realize it. And then what I find or I see is that they begin to act out; they don't know it. The things they just said about themselves,
1: exactly. and this is like
0: a, it keeps on going.
1: Exactly. And a an example of this, um, I'm going to bring up the Bible again. Sure. Is Peter and Judas? Uh huh. They both sin. Yeah. Yeah. When we talk about um, you know before Jesus died, one of them denied him. One of them sold for thirty pieces of silver. But the difference is Peter prayed, went back with his fellows, you know, and went on with his life. Jesus got stuck up here.
0: Mm. Yeah. Yeah. He put, started
1: putting himself down, got into this whole guilt mind, didn't even use the money. You know, right. Didn't
0: right. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's true.
1: But the guilt is what killed him. Mm. Because he got stuck. I don't want people to be stuck like that. Yeah. When you know better, you do better. If you make a mistake, it's okay.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And you, you know, it's something too. And there are folks, and you may, I'm sure you've come across, and I've come across a few that will literally tell me, I don't make mistakes. And I say, mm-hmm. yes, you do. You're a person. No, no, I don't. I don't make mistakes. And they're serious. And, I, and I'm thinking, what kind of filter are you looking through to even look at yourself and think that? So when it is so clear that you're a person, so you have to make mistakes. So what do you do when something doesn't work? Do you totally self-destruct? What, what are you going to do with that? And I don't know if you have come across folks that seem to have that complex about, I can't make a mistake, because right. it just seems to me that they're asking for a major issue.
1: Right, right. They want everything to be perfect.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Right. Yeah. But um, nothing, I mean, if you look at the trees, they all have a bend, everything, it's that life, we're humans, we're yeah. not perfect.
0: Right. So now let me, let me send this a different direction slightly. Um, Since you, you do family counseling also, right? Yes. So what are you noticing are some of the trends as far as the challenges in relationships between parents and children nowadays?
1: Nowadays. So it's a different world than how you and I grew up.
0: (laughs) Okay. Yeah. 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 I can, I can see that. Yeah. I've I've talked about that recently.
1: Yes. 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 So um, I couldn't get a word in with my mom. I just, yeah. (laughs) Yes. But these kids nowadays, they have more of opinions.
0: Uh You know
1: what I'm saying? And when you ask them to do something, it's not like they go immediately to do it. Right. To to our days. Yes. So, which is okay, which is fine. It wouldn't Um, have
0: been okay with my parents. Like, didn't I just tell you? (laughs) Right.
1: Yes. Yes. And they have a voice. Mm -hmm. Yes, and so, but they also have all these other voices, which is through social media and a mm. variety of other things. Yeah, they're living a much stressful life than you and I. I didn't have social media or, or you know right. any of that right. going up. Right. Yes, so um, I see children being more consumed with that. Parents just allowing children and teenagers to be on computers forever, mm-hmm. not paying attention. Mm-hmm. Um, as a parent, I suggest. You need to pay attention. You also need to pay more attention the older they get up, the older they go, you know, instead of doing hands up. right? And my do- my daughter's do- like, cuddly. I'm in high school and you're everywhere now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah.
1: <laughs> everywhere, I love you there. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Also, you have to look at it as, as i explained to parents, when kids make a mistake, it's okay. You want to be thankful that they make a mistake when they're in your household.
0: Hmm. That's a good point.
1: Then when they're twenty-five.
0: Right. Right.
1: You know what I'm saying? Right. Because this is a teaching moment. Hmm. And when it's a teaching moment, you need to start off with love.
0: Right. Right.
1: I love you. I'm just disappointed and certain amount of actions of X, Y, Z.
0: Hmm.
1: And then I also feel that whatever consequence you set, you need to stick to it. Right. Yeah. Don't you know? Yeah, be and consistent. So,
0: and yeah, and I think those are extremely good points. Um so are you finding also that from a, um, a a children's standpoint, they're looking up and because the parents are hands off, then they're acting differently because they feel like maybe they aren't getting the attention. And do you see more of that happening too?
1: Yes, yes. And I also see um, so for parents who have been somewhat successful in life Uh (laughs) uh-huh um they have overgiven their kids too much stuff
0: Mm, okay they've spoiled them
1: completely yeah and then they're wondering why the 16 year old won't even wash dishes or whatever
0: right 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 (laughs) yes and so so you get all that in florida where the weather's great and the water's there (laughs) yes oh my goodness
1: yes yes so it's important to for us to realize that we're the first employers.
0: Okay, okay.
1: And you're the first employer of your child. So if you want your child to be productive,
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah, you have to give them responsibilities. You have to give them opportunities to um, show up, to do right. things, yeah. But you also have to teach them how to listen, mm-hmm. what to say stuff, because in, you know, in this world, um, you can't just say what you feel at right. the drop of a hat right especially people of color
0: right right right
1: <laughs> right so um I, you don't want your kid to stuff all that
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know so i would teach my kid hey if you don't like what i'm saying go journal it out write it out
0: <laughs> right
1: you know it teaches writing skills or whatever <laughs>
0: <laughs> I like writing why i gotta write i mean can't i just go and say something on the computer or whatever but yeah you're right you know, it's it's something, and this is, again, it's probably just my background. I, I find that um, if I have to journal something like you're saying, when I really write it out, it kind of is therapeutic more so than if I'm just typing it out or, or it's just something different. I guess it's making me calm down through the process through right. it. So good, good.
1: Right, right. Because your family, your loved ones, and especially your husband and wife or your husband or wife, should be, you should show the number one customer service to. So if you're a business person and you're out there and you're opening the doors and saying, thank you, ma'am, and all that, but then you're going home and you're like (laughs) slamming doors. (laughs) (laughs) What is this? And all that really at home, because those people are going to be with you for the rest of your life.
0: Right, right.
1: That's where you need to show the best customer service. And I agree.
0: I agree so much. And for those that are listening to this, that's a very good point that Dr. April made, because oftentimes we we switch around that order and we focus more on it externally, but we don't do as much internally. And we have all at some point in time been guilty of it and some more so than others. But everybody stepped in that, unfortunately. And we have to make a conscious decision to really just change the whole scope, as she's suggesting, so that we can now begin to cherish and value the ones that will be with us the whole time as opposed to extending just to everyone else and not doing anything at home. And so Quiet. you want to have some peace when you come home. So this is a way of doing it also.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Good, yes. good. And so so as you are, I mean, I don't know if there are um, um, different factors that kind of have been um, red flag issues over the past, I would say 12 to 24 months, Um, meaning that are you finding more people based on certain economic situations occurring that are coming to you more for counseling and relationships? Is it based on um, localities you're seeing things or is it based on ethnicity or what other types of, of things that are you seeing based on not only the pandemic, the financial challenges and all um, that are pushing people to you? Are there categories that you could identify that you are starting to see that maybe you didn't see before the pandemic?
1: Um, I think more anxiety, which is something that I specialize okay. in. Okay. And that's because anxiety is based out of fear.
0: Mm. okay, And if
1: we've been isolated so much that going out, And even to myself, I went to a a Bible study recently. Uh And um, it's my first time out in a while, you know, at a church event or whatever, at a Bible study. And I actually got social anxiety about saying something that I thought I wanted to contribute. And I'm like, wait a minute, but where is this coming from? I talk all the day, all day long. (laughs) And I realized it's because I've been isolated so much. Mm. I hadn't been around people. So now me even saying X, Y, or Z, Right. you know, in a social thing. And also it's the fear now. I mean, if you look at the news, the fear base of COVID, the fear base of yeah. uh, the economics of what's going on, you know, job-wise, you right. know, money-wise, it's all fear-based. Mm-hmm. So we're living like, oh my gosh, and we're worrying so much. Thoughts are just going, right? you know, or we may have had this plan in 2019 or how our life is supposed to be even retirement and all of COVID has changed everything.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, it's interesting because you are echoing some things that I've said recently. So if anybody's ever been to our church recently, you'll know that we've talked about it and I didn't pay her to say these things. <laughs> um, and, but it's, it's really interesting because, um, a lot of folks, um, uh, and they've gotten better The folks that I know both, um, in secular world and everywhere else. But, um, I used to see people walking around totally fearful of everything. And or if someone even sneezed around just because maybe, um, you know, a a feather went past their nose, then the reaction was horror. And so my whole thing was the folks stop staring at. I mean, you look at news, but don't live on the news stations. Don't live on the social media things that are just alarming because it's impacting the way that your quality of life was supposed to be. But now is not And so, you know, it's those types of things and people were living in fear. And I even saw a lot of people in churches living in fear, right? Um, Those who are pronounced, oh, I won't live in fear. Um, But then I just saw that, you know, I would see it so much. So that is something that I think needs to continually be said um, from the, I guess, tops of the mountains, if you will.
1: Right, right. And anxiety can look um, different. Mm -hmm. Sometimes anxiety looks like anger. Okay. Any, anytime someone is really, angry a third, third emotion, but anytime someone's yelling, screaming, whatever the case, there's something underneath that.
0: Right. Right. Yeah. And so yeah. how do you peel that back then? Do you, um, let them have the outburst or, or what have you, and then calmly begin to ask them what's going on or, or do you just calmly give them space? Like you said earlier, or what, how do you deal with that?
1: Yes. So, um, if it's, of course, your your child, you want to sit there and and be with them and and you know. But if it's a partner um, and they're verbally vomiting, it's not your job to clean it up. I don't want okay. anyone to sit there in that in that you know vomit or whatever. I haven't
0: I heard just, that terminology. That's cool. I you <laughs> <mean> that.
1: <laughs> and I do tell couples it's not the other person's job to calm you down, right? Okay. Or to take care of your emotional needs. Sometimes it's best to give that person. Let that person, you know, deal with it themselves. When someone is that upset, you let them be. And if you get yourself that upset, it's your job to calm yourself down. Hmm, Okay. Okay. And some ways of calming yourself down, um, there's a thing called mindfulness. Okay. Where mindfulness is being present. Okay. Sometimes we get so upset because our mind has been triggered from something in the past. Right. But in our real world, we're safe. Right. You know right. what I'm saying? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And if you don't feel safe, then you need to get out and figure out where can I find a safe space mm-hmm. to figure out what is really going on? Why am I so angry? What am I so hurt about? Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And learning how to deal with that and learning how to express that. Mm-hmm. Um, Crying is, of course, a good way. Okay. Of dealing with that, which is really, you know, helpful. Like we said, journaling, talking it out, but it's, it's sometimes it's actually just spending time with yourself. Many of us don't know how to spend time with ourselves.
0: Yeah. Cause I was about to say, what does that mean for folks that are listening? And some people say, I hear that, but I don't know what that means. Um, can you give some general guidance? Again, I don't want you to tell everything that you would normally speak one-on-one with them, but- Right.
1: So spending time for yourself is finding a place wherever that place is, whether it's your bedroom or for me, it's usually outside, Uh Uh you know, and sitting there and being fully present. Seeing what's around you, feeling what you're feeling, Mm -hmm. keeping your mind, body and spirit in that in that present moment, because Mm -hmm. that's where psychology wants us. It's where God wants us. Medically, that's where we want want to be. Mm -hmm. And in that, sometimes you really come up with a better understanding of you.
0: Okay, that's good. Mm -hmm.
1: Yes, yeah. Um, If you feel like there are things in your past that you you think about and you notice, like if I start thinking about, I don't know how I grew up and I notice that my heart starts to race
0: Mm
1: -hmm. and I start to sweat or I'm thinking about a relationship, then that also means that maybe you need to speak with someone. Because sometimes that trauma is too much for you to bring up on your own. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, when you start to notice tension in your body. One of the things I do work with couples a lot about is, where do you feel like when you start to get upset? Because, they, yeah, when I see couples and they're like, oh, he said this, say, she says this, this, okay, hold on. Um, I say, what does it feel like? And they're like, oh, um, I said this. I said, no, what does it feel like? Where is it? Do you feel it here? That you, you feel your heart racing? is it that your stomach starting to boil uh-huh and once you learn where when you start to get upset where it is in your body huh okay. that, that's a that's a warning sign right that's yeah. a sign that hey i need to get out and i need to figure what this is
0: that's good that's very good yeah. and i don't think people look at it that way that's a very that's a very good uh, way of looking at it so um so there are triggers that can be recognized um that's about to occur because you're identifying where these things are happening uh, right and you
1: can sometimes see it in your partner because i even mm. asked and said yeah i go what does your partner look like and they mm-hmm. always tell me he says, i don't care what they say i'm curious <laughs> what they <laughs> look like you know is the face right. red the moistures right. get like this right are they rub it their sweat starts popping here right. you know yeah yeah
0: interesting very good and so, you guys that are listening, you should take note of that because I don't, I don't think it's not, Well, I haven't heard people talk about that much, really, about asking specifically, like what what's going on, what where is it, and what are you seeing in your in your 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 um, your spouse or anyone else about how this is it manifesting. And so, I think what Doctor April is saying is very insightful, and uh, we should all keep that in mind. Interesting. So, if I had to say to you, um, you know. For people who are, well, let me get this one first. And and I'm not sure, I'm sure you you can answer this one. And that is, so think about folks that are looking for a relationship and they're coming out of the pandemic and, you know, they're a little bit apprehensive about really being around people, but yet they know they want a relationship and the anxiety is still there. What do you tell them to do? They haven't, they don't have a significant other yet, but they would love to have one.
1: Okay so two things one thing I asked them to is to write down what exactly they're looking for okay okay because okay. I don't I don't believe that when you go to the grocery store and if you go hungry you know what you're gonna pick up and right you don't have right. A list,
0: <laughs> right you're
1: gonna pick up junk. <laughs> that's
0: good that's really good <laughs> right.
1: so create a list okay and and in creating a list I should say start first you need to pray about it talk uh-huh. to God create a list with God. Mm -hmm. you know, and keep it on your phone. Okay. Okay. That's very important. So if you see, if you want a non-smoker, but you see this cute guy and he smokes, don't, you can't change another person. Let's not even go
0: there. Right. (laughs) Right.
1: Yes. The other thing is what's that list. Most people can do The other list people have a hard time doing is writing the list of what you bring to the table.
0: Mm, That's true.
1: I don't know. I don't know what I bring. Yeah. So then we talk about affirmations, talking with God, saying, God, who am I? Mm-hmm. What are my qualities? Mm-hmm. I am right. Okay. As you have these two lists, then it's finding opportunities to right. go out. OK, and you can always go and try something once. Mm hmm. You know, like I know people who are like, oh, I've been thinking about this church or thinking about this church. And and they I said you can go in and church shop. Don't just right. sit there and just <laughs> <laughs> talk about all these. Go right. walk in and if you don't like it, sorry. If you don't yeah. like it, that's okay. Right. you find another church. Right. But you can't like, I mean, if you don't provide um opportunities for God to work, mm-hmm. yeah. You know what I'm saying, with doors I open.
0: Do. Right.
1: Yeah, how can he do his magic? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that's part of it. The other part is also being able to go out and be by yourself.
0: Mm-hmm. Some
1: people, when I say go take yourself out to dinner, they're like, I don't I can't do that. I can't
0: <laughs> be by myself. You nuts. Right. Nut. right. <laughs>
1: what are other people gonna think? Yeah. Yeah. And then the other most important thing is you should live your life as if you have a partner.
0: Ah, that's good. That's good. Don't just
1: be sitting there waiting for the partner. So then you go to the beach, then you go hiking, then you go this and that. Because number mm-hmm. one, if you just sit there and wait, you're um, at no motion. Yeah. You know, the law of inertia, it's going to take a lot to get you off that bench.
0: <laughs> right, right, exactly. That's so you,
1: yeah, if you love hiking and stuff, start to hike, go and do those things. Mm-hmm. You never know, you may meet that person out there doing that same activity.
0: Very good, very good. All right, so time's winding down, but let me just give you this opportunity. So if people wanna get in contact with you, how do they do that? Um, Talk a little bit about what you're doing so that they know who you are, where you are and those types of things.
1: Okay, well, my name's Dr. April Brown. And so the easiest way to get in contact with me is to go through my website, www.drapilbrownbrownwn, just like it's spelled.com. And on there, you find that I have a podcast It's called Bringing Intimacy Back. So if you want to learn anything about relationships or any of the things that we talked about, you can listen to that. On there, you can also make an appointment for individual counseling, for mental health or couples counseling. Mm -hmm. Um, I also do retreats. It's called Vacation Counseling. You can see that where there you do intense. And there's also books where you can find me on Amazon um, of Improving Intimacy.
0: Excellent. So I want to tell you, I've enjoyed this conversation. I really have. And I just want to say thank you very much for taking the time to bless us and give us some insight on how to handle life and and situations. And all of this is what I call very practical, but insightful things that we can actually use. It's one thing that if people give great theories, but you can never put it to work. But what you gave, what I call meat and practical things, people can put to work and use it in their life and have a a noticeable change. And and that's what this podcast is about because we want to make sure people have things that they can actually use. Um, Any last things you want to say before we end it for today?
1: Um, No, I just think now that people are starting to connect with others, Uh touch, it's very important. So if you have a partner, make sure, and your kids, that you give them hugs and loves because that's really important.
0: It is. It is very much so. So thank you very much for everything that you gave us today. And I hope you do very well. And hopefully we'll be in touch.
1: Oh, yes. Thank you for having me on the show. I really appreciate it.
0: No problem. Have a good one.
1: Okay. Thank you. Uh